When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. In 2020, John Blangero, a.k.a. Sun King Rising, released his solo album Delta Tales and coined it the rebirth of classic southern rock and soul. This fall of 2022, he released his second album, Signs and Wonders, and coined it the new wave of southern rock and soul. Both feature that strong southern flavor, reminiscent of the 70s. John joins me here on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about this new sound and the new album. John, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Jeez, it's great to join you t- today again. It, it is. I was looking back through um, through my notes, and it's been about uh, a year, uh, pretty close to about the same time that we talked um, last year. And uh, boy, it it seems like yesterday almost. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, a lot has happened, so that's good. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just you know, I, I may, maybe it's the getting older thing. I, I, maybe it's the pandemic thing. I, I don't know. It just seems like uh, the 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 clock has uh, it moves faster than it used to. So I <laughs> I don't know what that's a, all about. A, but. <laughs> a bit of both, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, so any, anybody listening who would like to. Go back and listen to that. It, it's uh, it's around about December of 2021 that we uh, we got together and, and did this and and did kind of a deep dive on your career. But for those folks who um, didn't get to hear that or did and and forgot or uh, may not get a chance to go back and listen to it, give me just a a little bit of history on on how you got started. I think I read that uh, it was the piano at five that kind of kicked your musical yeah. endeavors off. It was the uh, the piano and hymns at age five. I hymns. started lessons okay. at, at uh, age five. We had a, a spinet piano in the house, and my mom really wanted me to be able to play the piano so I could accompany them in hymns and whatnot. And and so uh, I did that for several years and got all the all the rudiments in. But like I say, it was uh, it was my piano teacher only wanted me to play hymns and she would sing in my ear so it was uh, <laughs> made for an interesting you know wednesday evening yeah but i'd always that. heard a lot of hymns i mean my my mother of course comes from a she's a, from a southern family although i lived outside of pittsburgh we lived outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania but my mother's side were primitive baptist and i don't know if you know that tradition mm-hmm. but it's where <laughs> sacred sacred harp yeah you know, vocal singing yeah and so it's I, i've been around that also so i guess that's why you know i 
I, I got a, quite a few gospel influences in my music uh, these days, and I guess it comes from back then. Of course, after that, I rebelled and moved towards rock and roll. I didn't play piano for quite a while there. On, uh, I was a front man, uh-huh. lead singer, and then, then I decided bringing keyboards back in. And, and Now I'm very, very focused on keyboards, and this last album has has brought my piano up to the front more yeah. so than my my debut album yeah yeah well we definitely want to want to talk about that here in just a little bit and i i uh, listened to some of the cuts and and your video and, and you're right you can really hear that piano but i i love that piano it, it seems to have uh it it seems to has disappeared have disappeared from music um yeah. In in more yeah. recent years, uh, so I I appreciate the fact that you've uh, reinserted that into what you're doing. Um, so you uh, kind of branched off a bit. You said you you rebelled and uh, at some point um, adopted um, uh, a, a moniker uh, that that you perform under Sun King Rising. Where did that come from? Yeah. So that actually starts from my other career. And my day job, as people call them, is I am a I am a genetic scientist. I am wow. a professor in the School of Medicine in the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Wow! And, cool. Uh, so, and I've been doing that for many years, and I'm kind of a flamboyant, you know, dresser and speaker. I have a noticeable look with my hair and whatnot, and my lion's mane. And as a speaker, scientific speaker, people started to call me the Sun King because there was a resemblance <laughs> to the great to, yeah. you know, French Sun King. Yeah, yeah, cool. And it just stuck, you know, and it stuck. And so then when I was looking around for uh, uh, something to call the project, it started off as the Sun King Reborn. But when I signed with the Peacock Sunrise record label, they thought they thought, you know, maybe didn't sound quite as cool so they want they got me to change it to sun king rising and mm-hmm. i'm really glad they did because it just fits and it's a yeah it's it's a, although you know basically it's a solo project with you know yeah. I, gotta, I have a band around it but it's basically uh uh fits me and uh, so now yes i i go by sun king rising so you you took a hiatus uh teaching and it uh like 2018, 19, somewhere in there, decided to to re-engage your music career. What brought you back? Yeah, it was a bit earlier than that. I started, so I was living in San Antonio and working in San Antonio for many years. And that was when I was really making my name scientifically. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've never done much teaching, actually. It's all pure research. You know, okay. Basically finding genes for diseases like heart disease and diabetes and various psychiatric diseases. Yeah. But I, uh, then I, you know, something was missing. I was working too hard and, and I decided I really, I really need to get back into some music. So I built a little studio and I started writing songs again. And then I decided that what I'm, I'm really missing playing live with people. Mm, and I mm-hmm. just started, I got into the blues scene, you know, and I started playing with, uh, blues band you know just you know standards and i wasn't doing any originals live and 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 rock of course you know and that got me back into remembering how much fun it is to play off 
other musicians yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, also helped help my writing and certainly helped my playing get back in into some form of decency. And it was fun because, you know, when you're playing a blues band, uh, I played a lot of piano, but I also got to play, you know, organ, and that's fun. Uh, so it, it that got me back into kind of performance and just remembering how uh, how good it makes you feel mm-hmm. when you're, you know, basically making art with uh, other individuals. Mm-hmm. But then I got back into, then I really started to write songs seriously, and I was doing some demos, and somehow I, I was, a, I had a friend who I knew had a, a record company, but it was a prog rock, you know, progressive rock. Yeah, company. yeah. And I had about a hundred artists or something on it. And he found my stuff and he listened to it and he said, man, this is great. You got to do, I was, I also have a heart, um, progressive rock project that has been put on the back burner. And that mm. was kind of, I was talking about, but he listened to my solo stuff and said, wow, you know, we've got to do this. And he actually spun off, he, off of his main label. He spun this Peacock sunrise records imprint off and i think now he has about 10 artists or so on it for a more americano rootsy thing yeah and uh and and that's that's how it started and and then i decided that you know i didn't want to put out a semi-professional thing i wanted to be total pro and that's why i decided i need to get a real producer and we need to do this thing right Mm -hmm. and do it completely organically real musicians best when they're playing together in the same room but with the first album and covid that was difficult so we had less of that but with this new album always you know there are people in the same room uh except for my vocals generally and and uh we took it from there and having a as i say though having a producer and my producer for both albums is a guy named ace acker Hmm. <laughs> Steve Acker. Yeah, and yeah. he was in the seventies band Law that had some success, and yeah, and he's just great at, at helping these, you know, filter through the songs and coming up with cool arrangements for them. And yeah. Whatnot. So, so that first album, and that's the one that we talked about uh, about twelve months ago, was uh, Delta Tales, and and you kind of that's right. Uh, 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 labeled that the rebirth of classic Southern rock and soul. And the, so the new one that you're talking about, Signs and Wonders, is that out yet or on the way? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it out. came out on October 1st. Okay. And we're up over 100,000 streams, I think, in, on Spotify for it. And the, the, the single, the first single out of that album is uh, something called Number 6 Magnolia Avenue. And... It's a, uh, it's doing quite well. Yeah, we released an official video on it. Yeah, I, I just watched that this morning. I, that's really cool. I, I, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's a really full. I, 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 how many musicians did you have putting that together? Yeah, so we did. You know, I really like I like horns, right? Yeah, so, I really could hear the. We horns. had a horn section, yeah. and we have backup singers. Really, to reproduce Sun King Rising music, it takes you know ten people on stage. So, which is of course a big difficulty for yeah, for well, being I, able to play out live. Yeah, I, I read where there where you were in, intending to get a a tour together, a band together, and 
and get out on the road with this material. Are you going to be able to get that many folks together to reproduce this live? Everybody, everybody who played is super happy to to uh, reproduce it live. So wow, that's cool. The key will be just you know being able to afford it because frankly, yeah, that big a group pretty much limits you to kind of festival situations and sure. big stages and and what. Yeah, yeah. I could play some of these songs. I could strip them down and play them in a trio or even solo. I've done some, but it's just not the same. You know, when you get the the power of the the horn section behind you, that's uh, which is just. I've always been into that muscle shoals and stacks sound and whatnot. So, and I think you know, number six Magnolia Avenue definitely has some of that going. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's get that real big uh, '70s. uh, almost pre-progressive rock where you've you've got that full sound oh, yeah. feel yeah no yeah i love that that's awesome yeah i, I wanted to sound like a single from about 68 that, that was what i was going yeah with, you know? yeah well you hit it pretty good man uh, yeah that's cool and i i um uh, how how is the two different the two records different or are, are, are they well so delta tales was kind of uh I'd written those songs over a longer period of time, right? Mm-hmm. So some of those songs were as old as 15 years. Mm, okay. Others were written during the during the recording, you know. So it, it covered a broad uh, period of time. But then I started as as we were recording, I started to become very inspired, and the newer songs that I wrote on that were things like Milkweed and Thistle and Beneath the Southern Sun. And those are basically, you know, my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end of recording, before we, uh, we did, a, I wrote a song and I just got inspired and it was called Free Will in China Blue. And we put that out as a single mm. and that did very well. And that was really the, the, and it had great horns and whatnot, really the area that, you know, that was how I wanted to move. It was more in that direction. Mm-hmm. And we ended up actually re-releasing Delta Tales with with uh, with Free Will and China Blue on it. So there oh, are okay. there the record company went ahead and did a re-release and included the the track that was originally a digital extra mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that I wrote at the last moment right before you know it, it was literally written while the CD was being pressed. Okay, you know, ah. we still we still do we still do physical media so yeah good uh, <laughs> that's and, good <laughs> and uh so like free will in china blue and milkweed and thistle were kind of indicative of where i was heading for signs and wonders so signs and wonders is a new album and it has it's 10 original songs and the first you know, i really wrote it with the con with the concept that this would be an lp you know so yeah i really wrote it as so that the two sides hang together so mm. uh, it's it's another concept album in a sense because it's thematically coherent and, mm-hmm. and kind of tells a bunch of stories that are kind of related and the first side is really my southern soul side and that's where you get all the powerful horn sections and and whatnot yeah and then the second side's a little bit you know a little bit more rocky and a little bit more southern rock uh thrown in a little bit of country also at yeah, the end yeah so it's uh yeah 
that's how I, I laid it out. And then, you know, it was an absolute blast. So the second side, starting with, uh, she was a blonde. That's the sixth track, I guess mm-hmm. you start to hear the, the guitars more. Yeah. You know? Okay. Are, are so, you, uh, are you able to, uh, get a, a sense of what kind of audience is tracking with you? Do you, have you interacted with them to, to know demographically and, and yeah, what, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I gotta, I gotta say, you know, uh, so from our Facebook side, it was, a we have a lot of, uh, um, people from all around the world and we have our, we can see that we're starting to get some areas of where people were really picking up on us like uh-huh. Italy and the UK and Brazil interestingly enough oh, cool. once when we started all the Spotify stuff then the audience started to get substantially younger also so which I just think is great uh-huh. you know the word yeah that, that people who are, who don't know this kind of music really as you know, the stuff that they grew up with are, are getting into it. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say we're still, uh, we're still probably best known in the UK and in Europe. And now we're, but our Spotify streams have definitely picked up and we're getting more and more us, uh, uh, listeners yeah so cool. it's kind of all over the map i'm, yeah. I'm surprised yeah you know, I, I, I thought maybe it would be we would be limited to people of a of an age that we, you know that we might say but that's <laughs> not the case yeah so. yeah that's great yeah it's it's uh it's cool to see the younger generation um discover the 70s music almost for the first time in their life i mean a lot of them weren't even alive when that stuff was being made which is hard to say realizing that i grew up with the 70s music is is the you know the themes of uh, and the anthems of the life that we live but um yeah and and then to to realize that there's artists like yourself that are making new style new music in that same style so that's it's cool to to realize that there's a new life for that kind of sound and with the same sensibilities too. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's very organic. Yeah. You know, there are no, we don't use studio tricks. We don't use any kind of auto tune, right? Yeah. It's real players. And so I think that this, I really want my albums to sound like, you know, this is very retro, but this is what makes me happy. Uh-huh. And I want them to sound like lost albums from, that period yeah and i think i think we really did a good job on signs and wonders for that sort of thing yeah that's cool so you do you have some dates scheduled tours Uh, have you what do you what do you push for at this point we you know we just got the the album out and really now with two you know two albums worth of material that gives us more potential also so no, we haven't we haven't taken any dates yet. There's some talk of potentially we might we might do something local around Pittsburgh that we know we could get a good crowd for just mm-hmm. to like kick kick the wheels and see how we're gonna you know yeah. do it you know yeah and so no we're still we're we're, we're talking with with European um, uh, festival agents now okay you know? so taking it overseas. I, that's where most of the interest has been so far, but yeah. we're not adverse at all to doing, you know, it'd be great to, to stay close to home and to make it easy. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't actively gone out and sought out and we haven't signed with any American booking agency. Yet. Right. So okay. if anybody's listening and they want to give me a, a 
shout. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how far ahead are you looking uh, as far as the creative side? Do you do you have some new stuff in the works for you know? Yeah, I've got the next. Yeah, I've got. I've been writing the next album also. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I think I've got about. They still have to be demoed, but I think I have eight good songs in hand, and we have one great song left over from Signs and Wonders that we just didn't have the time to finish, and and so I think we're you know we're pretty we're pretty close to starting that process okay. to, to start the next album. Yeah. The, although you're never sure, you know, because you get you know I'll get excited and I'll knock out a song and it'll it'll bounce something else that was scheduled to be on so <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll yeah, see but yeah. i think we'll start i just wrote a christmas song actually and i realized that like i'm gonna have to keep this around for next year because there's no way we can put this out in time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just around the corner it's hard to believe so um of course that's the only time you get inspired to write them right so right uh, that's true that's true yeah yeah um so if folks want to get the the latest record um, or uh, signs and wonders, or or go back and and uh, sure. listen to the the previous one. What's the best way to get in touch? How do you like to communicate with your audience? Well, you can get them anywhere. You know, so they stream everywhere. They can be purchased digitally at all the usual places. We prefer uh, uh, Bandcamp. If you go on to Bandcamp and uh, uh, do a search for Sun King Rising, you'll find both albums. You can get the physical copies order vinyl, order CDs, uh, and you get a digital copy when you get that also. So, okay. and, and that's just because Bandcamp has the best deal for mm-hmm. independent record labels and, and independent musicians. Yeah. So we prefer it that way, but, you know, we just want people to listen and, you know, go on to all the streaming services and, you know, and, and put it on a loop, you know, yeah. throughout the day. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Well, thank you, John. It's been good uh, reconnecting and, and catching up. And, uh, I mean, I love the direction with the new stuff. So uh, I, I hope uh, it, it really takes off for you guys. And uh, and I hope you get to get out and get on tour with it, too. That would be really cool. I think we're about to hit our first million Spotify spin. So I think we're we're there. we have a few people who are listening these yeah, days. Yeah, so man, we're, that's we're, cool. We're happy. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. Well, thank you. No, and, I can't and, wait. I, I'll, I, look forward to coming back and talking again with you maybe when i get the the next one absolutely love to do it for sure thanks john thank you greg have a great one thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 